Guys, it happened again. The Chain Hoop Heroes had another hot take. I think someone has been listening to our podcast closely associated with the NBA because right after Jack posted it, all of a sudden the Vegas odds for Paolo going number one skyrocketed overnight. So someone's listening listening to us. Someone might be. Well, welcome to the Chain Hoop Heroes podcast. Another installment today. This is Jack and Trig. And uh, for this week, we're just gonna give a we're gonna give out our draft awards for the NBA draft that happened last week, and uh, yeah, just kind of give you our opinions and our thoughts about what happened and uh, teams moving forward. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. Someone in the NBA must be listening. Might be it might just be Adam Silver himself. Yeah, maybe. Um, I mean, obviously we those the main guys to kind of talk about or were those top three guys and obviously we had Paolo go number one he was our number one I think the Magic were in a situation where they could have overthought it but um I think they got the best player in the draft I think he's a guy that could change franchise's direction well before we jump into the full details do you know what the Magic did do which was like thinking back on it what? So the Magic have the number one pick. They don't say anything, but they kind of make it seem and they agree with consensus uh, Jabari Smith going number one. So they were kind of like putting out that same information, information Jabari going number one. Um, and even if they were going to choose Paolo the entire time, maybe they're trying to get someone to trade up to that number one pick to take Jabari when they would take Paolo the entire time. Hmm. Maybe that was what they're trying to do. Smokescreen. Yeah, maybe try to get some sort of asset. Could have been. Could have been. I don't know. Just seemed like that may have been what they were trying to do. Regardless, they got their guy. Um, He's gonna start. I mean, he'll start right away. You'll play the four. He'll start right away. Um, Wendell will play the five. Well, let's. So we have. uh, Let's see. We have two, four, six. We have nine awards to give out. Our first award is the best first round fit. And I just think looking at this first round, the best first round fit is Paolo going to the Magic. The Magic have the bare bones of a defensive oriented team. Outside of Cole Anthony, no one can create their own shot. Here comes Paolo Boncaro, slotted him in at the four. This guy can he can work out of the post. He can work, work in the mid-range. He can shoot the three. He's a great passer. He's going to be a focal point of their offense. And I don't see – this. they got their guy moving forward. I think he's the best fit of any player on any team right here. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think it would have just been really a stagnant move if they just picked a guy like Chet or Jabari. I think just that's just something Orlando has been just crucially missing. Cole Anthony was like the number one option last year. That's just like you just can't have that shit be happening. I mean, he destroyed the Wolves, but yeah, <laughs> it was Cole Anthony, Franz Wagner were really their number one, number two option. Um, so they they definitely needed a, a guy that could they could just run revolve their offense around. 
Um, but in terms of fit, I went with Mark Williams, the 15th pick for the Hornets out of Duke. I thought the Hornets, the Hornets got their guy. I was thinking maybe, you know, maybe there could be a trade here where they try to trade their picks to get Miles Turner. Um, but after getting Mark Williams, I'm not sure if that is still possibly on the table for for the Hornets. I mean, they still have um, Zeller, but I mean, I don't know what his contract's like. I don't know how much how much longer he'll be there. Um, but either way, obviously, I'm not sure if this guy's gonna start right away. Um, I mean, obviously, they they need a big. They they're probably gonna lose Harrell for. I mean, he's a free agent. Obviously, he has his legal issues going on, so he's a huge. He's a huge question. Oh, Plumley. Why do I keep saying Zeller? Plumley. I mean, they're both unathletic white centers. Yeah, you know, same deal. Well, they're brothers too. There's Cody. There's multiple Zellers yeah. and then multiple Plumleys, right? Yeah. So yeah. I, I, I think to start the year, you probably can expect Plumley to still start, but um, I think Mark Williams is going to develop into a really good NBA center. The Hornets desperately needed a rim runner and a guy that could just crash the rim and got a little can throw up alley-oops too. Cause I mean, they had Harold, they got Harold last year, but like Harold's not really that type of player that meshes with LaMelo the way, um, the way Williams can. Obviously he's seven, two. He can get you a lot of block shots. Yeah, he's huge. Um, I mean, that, that was their biggest need. They addressed it. I got, I thought they got the best available. Um, I, I thought they got the best guy to be doing that. So, I mean, that's a big W for the Hornets, in my opinion. It's, it's gonna be fun watching him and watching him and Lamelo um, go back and forth. Um, I would agree, definitely. I'm think- really hoping he would drop, but I just like right when the Hornets traded Durant, which we'll talk about later. I was like, ah, uh, there's no fucking way he's dropping to the Bulls. No shit. <laughs> so next award. Uh, we have the best second round fit. Um, to start, I'm going with Jaden Hardy, who got drafted to the was traded to the Dallas Mavericks. The way Dallas runs their offense is very guard heavy, and if Dallas loses Jalen Brunson this year. I wouldn't be shocked if Dinwiddie slots into the starting lineup and therefore giving them a big need for a backup lead guard to come in and control the ball and score. And I think for whatever reason, Jaden Hardy fell big time. He was supposed he to be did. a first-round player. Both of our second-round fits fell they a, did. a lot. I, I just think this guy's going to slot in well. if He's, he's learning from the one of the best players – to have the ball in their hand in Luka. And I think this is just a good fit. The Mavericks only got one draft pick in this draft, and they're getting a steal in the second round. They nailed it. They only had one pick, but they they nailed it. So that's really, I mean, it's really all you can do. You're a playoff team. You're looking for guys that are going to come in and play right away. You aren't looking for a project. I mean, Hardy, he'll be a – they needed a backup guard. I mean, because – the way the Knicks kind of manipulated their draft, they're just freeing up as much cap space to 
for some reason give Jalen Brunson a max. We'll talk about it in a little bit, but I just the way kind of things are looking, I just Jalen Brunson to the Knicks is looking very real. So they went out and addressed that and kind of got their insurance policy with Hardy. So it's a good move. Which is funny though, because the Kings originally drafted Hardy. And if Hardy would have fell to the Kings, I think people would have been more afraid for his career. But yes. the fact that he's going to Dallas, I think it changes his entire career outlook and it gives him a shot to be a rotational player. Well, Brunson was a second-round pick Yep, out of Dallas. So, I mean, if Dallas can hopefully strike that same luck, it could be a Yeah, a little different. I mean, Brunson was – He was more won. of a point guard. Yeah, he won two championships. He was player of the year. Um, a lot older, obviously. He played all four years at Nova. But, I mean, maybe they – So, this might – Hardy might take a little longer to develop. Um, but – I think they nailed the pick, though. So Perfect. Well, uh, your second-round best fit, Trig? Um, going with Liddell out of Ohio State. Eric Liddell, or EJ Liddell, my bad. Um, a lot of guys had him going, like, top 20, top 25. Yeah. Me and Jax thought both the Wolves and Bulls should have maybe drafted him. Nothing came out as into why he fell so hard. But if you look at – if you looked at like pretty much any major like if you were to look at like draft sleepers to look out for, Liddell was at the top of that list for a lot of people. Um played three years at Ohio State, had a great year last year, averaging nineteen and seven, almost nineteen, almost eight rebounds actually. Get getting over almost like block and a half a game. Shot the ball well from from deep. Big player comp he got with like a Chris Middleton like player. Um, I'm not like it's not that I think the fit is perfect. I just thought the Pelicans got a steal in the second round, and that is like they couldn't have asked for more. They're getting a guy that can come in and give you 15 and 20 minutes a night right away, and he can stretch the floor. He's a big body. He's like size wise, he's NBA ready, sitting at like six seven and a little over 200 pounds. Yeah. Um. Like I said, you play both ways very well. And yeah, he can just he can contribute. He's a good rebounder, good defender, shoots the ball well. So like again on a playoff team, that's really he's gonna fit. I mean, he's gonna fit right in with that young core and that's gonna be fighting for a playoff spot. It's gonna be a big part of their bench. And realistically, he's gonna be the backup to Zion. So I mean Zion starts at the four. Yeah, he'll probably play like so, a hybrid three, four. But like that means he's not He's not going to be – he's not playing that many minutes. He'll be at like a 15-minute – 15, 20-minute mark, I think. It's not. He's not going to be tasked with doing that much. And with as many people they have on their team to score the ball and defend, I think he'll slot right in. But it is really weird how he fell over 20 spots and nothing has nothing been came out. publicized about why. I don't know if he just didn't have good workouts or something with his medicals or – His age? I mean, but if you looked at every mock draft, he was there. He was in the first round. He was there, eighteen to twenty-five. Sometimes, some late first, but like dropping to forty-one. Shocked. Would not have thought he that. was number one on the big board for about 15, 15, minutes. 15 to twenty picks. Yeah, it was just like he just kept kept saying EJ Liddell at the top, and he just kept pat, and then it was Jaden, Jaden, and EJ were just right up there. Well, uh, I mean, those are good picks. So. Next 
Next award, we have our favorite lottery pick outside the top five. We felt like top five is accurate this year. Depending upon the year, it might change. But I think just guys that, uh, you know, they're not in the top five picks. They're mid to late lottery picks. Someone in that range that we think is our favorite. And mine would have to be the Baylor product. We went to Baylor, right? Yeah, Jeremy Sochin going to the San Antonio Spurs. Uh I just, I mean, like anyone the Spurs take, I'm going to be high on. And this guy has a lot of defensive potential. He can guard all five positions, it looks like. Uh, and he dyes his hair different colors, which a Spurs team that lacks color could without a doubt use. And I think he's just going to be a perfect product. Could potentially be a Scotty Barnes-esque player. Um, wow. Yeah. Potential, potential. Like he, okay. he, he's about the same size. He's as good as a defender as Scotty coming out of college. And if he can learn an offensive game, which the Spurs are known to being able to develop young players into their system, I think he has potential to be a building block on this Spurs team for years to come. Yeah. Um, I'm going back to the Pelicans. I mean, overall, I thought they had a, Great draft. Very, very, very good draft. Um, I said Dyson Daniels um, out of the G League Ignite. One reason I really like Dyson, um, well, I mean, you look at the probable starting lineup for the Pelicans. It is CJ, Ingram, Herb Jones, Valanciunas, Zion. Um, they don't really have a pure point guard on the roster. I wouldn't really call Alvarado one. Um, so they got one in Dyson. And the thing is, this guy is ready to come into the league and defend NBA guards right now. Um, he's a really good passer as well, which I think the Pelicans are going to need. I think he's going to play quite a bit for them just because, like I said, they need a, they need a kind of a pure playmaking point guard, which Dyson can be. Um so they'll probably have a lot of different combinations of lineups. We'll probably see like a lineup where we have Dyson Daniels, CJ McCollum, Brandon Ingram, Zion, Herb Jones, like a small ball lineup like that. We'll definitely see a lot of, um, and yeah, I mean, he's just ready to, to play defense against NBA guards right now. So you've got a guy that's going to be, I think, I mean, his offensive game still needs a lot of work, but at the end of the day, you got, you got CJ, you got BI, you got Zion. You've got a lot of different guys that can score. I mean, you still got Devontae Graham on the roster, but Devontae kind of kind of didn't really – I feel like he kind of fell out of that rotation a little bit, would you say? After they got CJ, they didn't really need Devontae. Right? No. no. And Devontae's the same deal. He's not really a playmaking guard, and Devontae doesn't guard. Um team that could use a team that could use more premier defenders i think dyson was a great fit and i think he's gonna we're gonna see him a lot in the court this year honestly i think they should just get rid of Devontae graham at this point but <laughs> um but yeah I, I thought it was a great pick i liked it and i think he's gonna fit in really well with their uh with this young talented roster so i'm excited to i'm excited to see it 
Perfect. So um, I think this next award is uh, a little bit not as not as a statistically important, but we have the best dress. Best drip. Best drip. Bunch of guys are invited to the green room, but only two are leaving with our best dressed award. And mine is going back to San Antonio, and I'm taking Jeremy Sochin. He had this like purple. Let me just pull up the picture because he just looked—he looked well dressed. This purple suit, Sochin NBA draft. Let's see. Give me a picture. Yeah, this purple suit. Why? Why do they not have this purple suit up on here? Purple. Get a really nice chain. Oh yeah, here we it go. was. Yeah, I like his purple more than I like Paolo's purple, to be honest. Because well, Paolo's purple had like, it was darker and it had like all these like diamonds on it, and it was just like way too much. Where Jeremy's is like this bright purple, got the nice black turtleneck under it. It was clean. Bit. Two chains, two chains is great. One thicker with the star, one more thin just to wrap around. Just looks smooth, and you throw on that Spurs cap next to it. Dude looks well-dressed. Yeah, I think uh, the Spurs could use more drip, and I think think they got one with this guy. Yeah. I went a more simpler route. I went – I like the Johnny Davis, the clean – crimson jacket suit i mean the full crimson look i thought looked super smooth repping repping oh god his mom is smoking well she looks like she's there actually has, i'm she's not gonna lie done, there was a not so much of a saber metric there was a few hot moms christian <laughs> braun hot mom johnny davis hot mom um i was more of a braun mom guy personally he, I like bronze mom the most. It's okay. Um, damn. But yeah, like he had a little of the J on the collar there that looked super crisp. But yeah, he's he's repping his badgers. I like the crimson look. It looked it just looked fresh. It looked good. Um but yeah. No, I, I gave it up to give it up to Johnny Davis. But Sochin <laughs> was Sochin was definitely like in my top two for sure. He looked good. He I love pur- purple's my favorite color. So I was right when I saw uh Paolo's suit I was like okay like I like the purple and then Jeremy was like okay this is much better but I respect the purple yeah so moving into our next one um we have best draft trade I went with the and this was a weird trade because Shams and Woj were both reporting different versions of this trade um, and me and Jack were just sitting there, like we were just kind of sitting there on trade night. Like, like, no, he's going to the Pistons. No, he's going to the Knicks. What the fuck is going on? Um, yeah, very, yeah, so confusing. But the way it ended up turning out was, uh, so. Oh God, I can't now. I can't even like. Oh, okay. So basically, those two reporters reported different stages of the trade. So he yes. got traded. He got traded to the Knicks. He got traded to the Knicks, and then the Knicks traded him to the and Kemba Walker. And Kemba Walker to the Pistons. And the Knicks got future picks. The Knicks got future picks. Which, so I think now they have like three first round picks in next year's draft. Now they have three protected 
first-round picks in the next draft. Which is supposed to be a very strong draft. Which next year's draft is supposed to – it is rumored to be deeper, and it's rumored to have better high-end talent at the top, mainly because of the Victor Wemblin. Yeah, he's like next like – he's the next big thing. I mean, there's going to be so many teams tanking for him this next year, like – there, it, it's literally him than everyone else. Like he's the consensus number one pick. Like there isn't even the, a debate about it. He's going number one next year. <laughs> so, why, so why do you like Duran so much? Let's hear it. Um, dude, Duran's a beast. I mean, he's a well. What I thought was interesting about the Pistons getting him was, I don't know if that closed the door on them going for DeAndre Ayton, because that was rumored to be a thing that the Pistons. So, I mean, they traded Jeremy Grant to the Blazers and freed up all that cap space. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, they're about to give DeAndre Ayton a max. Because, I mean, if you look at their pieces right now, they kind of are filled out one through three. And then the, you have Isaiah Stewart, who I think is a solid center. But, like, I think if you want to grow, I think he's – I wouldn't. I don't think Isaiah Stewart is, like, an NBA uh, – on a playoff team – Starting at center just yet. I don't know. Um, definitely has potential, though. I think he's a great backup. Um, he's going to be a good player in the rotation for a long time. But they went for Duran, so I don't know. I guess that close, it might close the door on Aiden. Um, which, I mean, Duran's a great player out of Memphis. Literally, it was so funny watching Chet try to post him up because the dude literally just did not move. He's a grown man. He's a grown man at 18. Yeah, he is. Like, he's a grown big man, NBA body ready. I mean, great shot blocker, um, really strong rebounder. He's just, Yeah, he's a huge presence in the paint. I think he averaged like 12 and 8 and like a couple blocks while he was at Memphis last year. Um Good, really great rim runner, extremely extreme athlete. So, I mean, Pistons definitely got definitely upgraded their front court, and I thought the fact I don't I just don't know how they swung it, but the fact that they can come out with him and him and Ivy, him and Ivy, which we will get into, that's that's just crazy. I mean, I'm not sure if Durant's gonna start day one. Probably he'll still be Stewart to at least to start the year, but. Duran can definitely is definitely good enough to be starting for that team towards the end of the year if they decide to go forward with just those two guys. Mm-hmm. Whether I mean, who knows? Aiden could still be on the table. They have plenty of money to do it. And if they did it, Duran would team probably is, be out the door. No, I wouldn't say that. Sign and trade. I wouldn't say that. I mean, we'll we'll save our free agency maybe, but I don't know. Depth. Still, still very interesting considering all the things I've heard about Aiden and. The fact they freed up all that cap, interesting move. But I I liked the move. I thought I thought I think Durant was is a really fucking good player. Yeah, you added like you added two lottery picks to your team that you had no business getting. But that's great. You had no business getting exactly. So my best draft day trade is gonna go to the uh, Philadelphia 76ers. They traded the twenty three pick. And they got back DeAnthony Melton. I mean, Philly's trying to win a championship. They're in that window. Harden does not have that much time left to uh, play well. 
And realistically, they're not going to draft anyone at 23 that's going to be a big rotation piece on a potential contender. And instead, they traded for a great backup point guard in DeAnthony Melton. He's a glue guy. His wingspan is longer than his height. And the dudes, I mean, he, I watched him play in the playoffs this year. He's, he's really good, can shoot. He's a great defender. I think he's going to play great with Harden and Maxi, And I think it's just a really solid, smart trade for Philly. And I, I don't know what else you can ask for from a 23 pick to trade for a guy that was in the playoffs last year that will be in the playoffs this year for you. And he was in a lot of the six-man-of-the-year talks. Melton had a really good year. I mean, the sum it up short and sweet, he is a con- championship contender piece. Yeah. And they got rid of Danny Green. I mean, obviously Melton's a much better player. Danny Green, I thought, was kind of is at the end of his – I mean, after he got hurt two in the playoffs, I mean, I'm shocked they even, they even took Danny Green, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but, hey, I think, yeah, they got a championship piece. They, just, they got better. And they got deeper, so that's really – I mean, you're Philly. You don't really give a shit about who you're drafting. You're trying to make improvements to this roster to go win this year. And that's one of the, that's one of those moves, so. Without a doubt. Okay, so our next award is the WTF Award. And this award is going out to teams that, when they made their pick, uh, for better or for worse, you know, you thought WTF. Trig, who does your award go to? Uh, to the Knicks. Another classic Knicks moment in the draft. I just mm, – I just – I would have taken the best player available, which was Duran, considering the – you're not sure what you're doing, Mitchell Robinson. I mean, I guess you have Nero, you have Noel – but, I mean, I, the only thing I can think of is, like, yeah, maybe they got – maybe they they just didn't have their guy available. They didn't really like the board with who was there. I still just probably would have drafted. But more importantly, what this move means, you get rid of the Kemba Walker contract. Yep. Um, I mean, I like that you get future picks, especially in next year's draft. That's cool. But, I mean, the writing's on the wall that the Knicks – are going to give Jalen Brunson a max contract or damn near close to it. I'm a huge Brunson fan. I mean, I've always, like, I mean, I grew up watching him in high school. I mean, he's a really good player, and I think he's going to get better. But holy shit. Like, are the Knicks just that, just that desperate? WTF. Like, I just, I mean, they, yeah, you have two centers in the roster are solid, but I just think Duran is it's going to be a really good NBA player. And I think they're going to look back on it and be like, I don't know why we just didn't draft this kid. Cause you probably could have like, if you're that worried about like about, if you're that worried about money, you could have let Mitchell Robinson walk. The dude's barely on the court. <laughs> I mean, who gives a shit? I mean, you get the chemical contract off. It's just obviously that's, that's great. But I mean, no, you're, you're not wrong. WTF to the Knicks, uh, and now they're they're talking about they're talking about trading Noel. So I mean, it's just they want to get his money off. It just seems like they're writing on the wall. The Knicks are just gonna go fucking cash out on Jalen Brunson. 
which is just where is that going to get you? I I don't. I have I have no idea. I don't know. I just thought that's a WTF moment. Um, thought the Knicks should have kept that pick, drafted the best guy available, move forward, move forward. You gave. I think you just you passed on a really good player in Duran. Well, uh, my WTF award goes to the Trailblazers. Uh, what's really confusing is this team says that they're building to contend right now, yet, which is like if that's what they want to do, great. Maximize Dame's window. They want to win with him. Dame wants to win with his team. So why do you not trade your lot top lottery pick for a player that can help you do this? Instead, they drafted the biggest question mark in the draft of Shadon Sharp. And I'm not like, he could end up being an amazing player, but is it going to be next year? Apparently, Dame liked him. Uh, well, but like, if they're trying to win this season. I just don't think they have the trade offers available. I know they're trying to get OG, but there's no way in hell the Raptors are going to do that. I guess I just. It doesn't make, doesn't make any sense for them. I just uh, think. They could have done something, and I mean Sharp's not going to even start. He's not going to even start this year. He's not going to start this year, and if they're trying to be a playoff team this year, I just think it's interesting that you draft such a big question mark. And Shadon Sharp could be great in five seasons, and he could make up a backcourt of him and Anthony Simons, which like could be great. But I just don't understand it if they're trying to win right now, and I, I just don't think that makes sense. And I think that garners a WTF. I mean, he was like the number one prospect coming out of high school, but we just haven't we haven't seen we haven't seen the product. We don't know what we're getting, so I mean that's why he dropped out of the top five. But well, all right, I think we'll take a quick break here and then kind of just talk a little bit more about more about our teams and uh, the rest of this draft. And we are back to the second half of our draft analysis. Uh, our next award is the League Pass Temptations. This is uh, what team would you not watch last year on League Pass that you will watch now after the draft? And Trig, let's start with you. Who do you got? Easy. The Pistons, man. Jaden Ivey, who I... I mean, I raved about him coming into this draft. Dude definitely has star-studded talent. Him and Cade next to each other are going to be awesome. Um, I mean, I think the Pistons found the perfect running mate for Cade Cunningham. Um, They got an elite second – no, not elite yet, but I think a guy that's going to be an elite scorer in this league. I mean, that's just so huge for the Pistons. You you have potentially two all-stars from that team now. Um, So that's huge. You probably have the best young backcourt yeah, in the NBA. You are definitely right there. I mean, you still have Sadiq Bay, still who Bay. had a great year last year. I like him a lot. I mean, you got now you have Duran and Isaiah Stewart. Um, so I mean, Pistons are the core is starting to look very intriguing. I think they'll be uh, very interesting to watch this year. I wonder. Still going to probably end up in the lottery this year. Um, I mean, I said if they got DeAndre Ayton, they could be damn near um, 
damn near a playing team, but who knows now? I mean, I still like – still got Diallo, too. I think he's an interesting – is a – Let's not forget about Kelly Olenek, okay? True. <laughs> we do have Kelly Olenek just flashing 35-footers. Um, but, yeah, I think – I mean, look at this team. It's very – they're going to be fun to watch. They These are two young. young guards are going to be awesome to watch, and I'm excited to see um, to see how they do. And you have, like – the other thing is you have another ball handler – Outside of Cade, which is huge. You have teams can't just trap Cade and force him to get the ball out. You have, I mean, Ivy played a lot of point guard at Purdue. He's kind of more of a two, but he played a lot of point guard at Purdue. So, I mean. You he, can, have, he can handle the ball. Yeah. You have another ball handler to go next to Cade, another really good scorer. So, I'd say it's a huge win. I'm excited to watch him this year, for sure, and see how this uh, backcourt develops. The cool thing about this team, and I agree, this is definitely a team that I'm going to flick on on league pass is this team has a chance to make the play-in tournament in the East. I think they have a realistic shot of being that 10 seed, even the 9. I wouldn't shoot top 8 for them, but I definitely could see them squeezing in towards the later end of that of that play-in tournament. Um, they're just going to be a fun team to watch. So for my team that I picked, I don't think I ever clicked on this team last year. Uh, but this year I think I will, and that's going to be the – OKC Thunder. They added, I don't know how many guys they drafted this year, but two, like, let's see. They We know they have Chet. They got Ozmain Dang. They got one, they have two Jalen Williams. So they had four picks. Yep, they made um, the uh, Spider-Man meme. Yep, they made the Spider-Man meme. They have Jalen Williams out of Santa Clara and Jalen Williams out of Arkansas. Uh, and they have, like, Ozmain Dang is interesting. He's going to be a... a a three guy that can pass the ball very well should work well with Giddy. This team is just going to be a very interesting team. I don't think they're going to be that good, but no, yeah, no one really liked. Not a lot of people liked their later picks. I mean, I don't either, but they're interesting. I mean, I think they're question marks, and I think they're trying to pick question fine. marks because they they're going to be a team that's going to be in the lottery next year, and I just think. I'm going to turn on this team just to see what Chet Holgram is. Like, yep. He'll this, be starting right away. So it'll be, they have the, the twin. The what the, the slim twins. Yeah, the slim towers. The slim towers, yeah. The slim towers. Um, I just think he's he's something to watch. He's been talked about. I mean, I watched his games at Gonzaga last year. Yeah. OKC got their guy no matter what. I think no matter what, they want to take Chet. They got him. So I think he wanted to go there too. <laughs> well, yeah, he, he ditched out on his Orlando draft process he left his last day which is reported can't tell you by who at the moment but was reported uh yeah so i think i think thunder and the pistons two teams very intriguing young rosters and will definitely be sorry sorry jesus sorry your adhd i swear to god can't i'm giving you a fidget spinner something you can play with well, I got my vape in my hand. That's why we have the vape. Um, so, yeah, Thunder and the Pistons, two teams, will definitely be turning into this upcoming season. Uh, our next award is going to be called the Barclay Boos. The draft is held at Barclay Center every year. So what team do you think booed the most uh, there by their team? What fans do you think booed the most by their team's um, picks or in action during the draft? 
me. Me. <laughs> I the Bulls fans definitely left very confused and were ranked at the very bottom of, um, in terms of draft grade. Um, I think Terry's his last name. Dalen Terry. Yep. I just – I don't know. I just don't get it. We have so many ball handlers and guards on this team already. I mean, I don't know if it's because we're shopping Kobe White or, like, we're worried about – we think Lonzo is just – we're that worried about Lonzo and we're just panicking. I mean, I did hear things that, like, a lot of teams are looking to try to move up to get him. I heard a lot of – I mean, I heard a lot of good things about him. I just don't know if this was the right fit, considering we have Io and we have Crusoe for the next three years. I mean, at the end of the day, I think Lonzo should be able to get back this year. I mean, who knows how things are going, but still it just seemed – I just don't think we addressed what we really needed to address, which was size. I mean, granted, AK is saying that that's going to be our priority in free agency and out the trade market. Sounded like he didn't really want to bring in a fresh product to bring that. He kind of wants – he wants to go and get – I mean, we are a playoff team, so I get it. Like, he wants to go out and get established talent to fit the dire needs that we have. And, I mean, this dude is 6'7", seven, 6'7", six, seven point guard, just super long. I mean, plays really good defense. Offensively still up. Still working – still working on it. I mean, but I don't know. I just personally didn't love the fit. I just think that we could have we could have done a lot better with that pick. But who knows? I mean, to be honest, the Bulls usually draft okay. I mean, we hit a home run with Io. Pat Williams we're still kinda still kinda waiting on. Kobe White just didn't work out, but it made so much sense when we drafted him. Well my uh my Barclay booze will go to the New York Knicks. Uh I just don't know how a Nick fan you're looking at this draft and you're like, you're booing. Like, I mean, the Knicks fans boo at everything. They boo at Chris Stapps. Uh, like I, well, they booed at the dude. They traded the OKC. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah like, they, who the fuck is this? <laughs> they, they did boo at him. I just think, I don't know. Like, yeah, even if the guy that you could have picked doesn't turn out, I just don't know if you're a Knicks fan, you're, really happy with the idea of trading for three mid-round draft picks in next year's draft. I mean, they'll probably use those picks to trade up, Those, which is like, it's a good thing. But in the moment, Knicks fans are going to be pissed off. They didn't get anyone. They didn't add anyone. And I don't know. I just don't know. Like, your, te- your team had picks, and you left with no one. So I think that's a reason to boo. And I don't see Knicks fans being happy with this draft. But we'll flip the script. Now we're going over our best overall draft. Jack took my top one, but I thought um, I, I kind of this was kind of like you know we're trying to like trying to do things a little differently. We're trying to have like opposing takes, all that good stuff. But I'll just be really honest. I think it's very clear who the number one team in the draft was, but. My number two was the Pelicans, and to consensus was a lot of 
a lot of people thought the Pelicans did a really good job in this draft. Um, I just thought they kind of nailed their two picks. Um, and you, they got guys that are going to contribute a lot for – I mean, they just got guys that are going to play really well for them, and they're going to fit – they address, like, roles that they needed. And their guys are going to play right away, and they aren't just – I don't know, I just thought – their picks just made so much sense and they got good value for them too. So I think both those guys are going to have solid roles this year. So I liked what the Pelicans, the Pelicans did a lot in this draft. I agree. I think they got two guys that will be able to come in off their bench, play day one and could potentially be big parts of this playoff contending lineup moving to the future. But the best overall team, as Trig alluded to, that I took, the Detroit Pistons, they fucking killed it. Jaden Ivey has a potential to be the best uh, player in the back backcourt in this draft. And they had no business. I mean, I thought there was a ch- – it was funny because out loud in my head watching the draft, I'm like, why do I just think the Kings are going to pick Keegan Murray? <laughs> I mean, good for Ivy. He's not going to a dumpster fire franchise, but like, yeah, he's going. He's going to a team that I has, think the Pistons like were probably just sitting at five and like, holy fucking shit! Oh my god, they actually they actually didn't pick him. No, and they, and they got their guy, and they got they got Duran. Um, I don't remember. Did they get anyone else in the draft? Pistons draft pick. I feel like they got. I feel like they got someone else. Um. Was it just was it just Durin? No, it was just Durin and Ivy. Two lottery dies. If you watch the Ivy Durin press conference, uh, the Detroit yeah. management gifted Ivy three jerseys from his grandfather, his 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 mother, his mother and father. Um, they all have Detroit ties. He was he was tearing up uh, in the press conference, hiding behind his hair. And I don't know. It was just like felt right. It felt right. You just see this kid. I mean, he chose the twenty-three jersey. Like big shoes to fill. I think he's gonna fill them. I think Detroit kicked it out of the park. Um, kicked it, hit it out of the park. I um, mean, they they they're finally. I think they're out of the. They're out of basketball purgatory. Because they nailed the number one pick last year in Cade Cunningham. Even though Scotty Barnes won Rookie of the Year. Let's be real. If Cade plays the whole year, Cade probably wins it. Um, Cade looks phenomenal. Let's be real. The dude's going to be making all-star games for years to come. Definitely. Um, and you just, you get that number two guy. You get another – get a guy to play next to him. It's going to be really fucking good as well. So, I mean, this team, like, I feel like they're out of they're out of purgatory. I do want to give an honorable mention, best draft uh, to the Spurs. They drafted three guys in the first round. All look like guys that can contribute and grow under Pop under the Popovich system, assuming he's still coaching there next year. And I really like what the Spurs did as well, but I think uh, – I like the, uh, guy, the other guy they picked out of Ohio State, Malak, Malaki. Malak, Malachi Malak. Branham. Yeah, probably one of the best peer scorers in the draft. Um, I don't know. I thought that was just a completely made sense pick. 
yeah, and they got another point guard, assuming they det- they trade DeJounte Murray. And, and of course, Jeremy Sochin, who I already alluded to, was my uh, favorite lottery pick outside the top five. Uh, but moving into our favorite part of a podcast is where we get to talk about our own teams. Um, Trid, you kind of already started talking to the Bulls, so why don't we just jump right back into that? Yeah. I don't know. I just – just not sure about the fit. Just not even sure what kind of playing time he's going to get, be getting, where he fits in the, any rotations. I mean, we'll see what happens. I just don't feel like the Bulls got someone that can contribute to this team right away, which I was upset about. I know they were kind of trying to trade the pick. Probably just didn't. No one probably wanted Kobe White in the first-round pick for whatever they were trying to get disappointing definitely need to address the size thing a lot and i i almost wish we would have drafted the edina rudy gobert i mean walker kessler of course yeah i don't know i'm not one of my favorite more favorite bulls drafts but i will say this they usually do better in the later parts of the draft than they do in the top 10. I will say that. Um, yeah, I mean, I I see the cause for concern with Daylon Terry, but I watched a couple draft videos on him before the draft and looked like he had potential to be someone that could play. He definitely needs to get a little bit bigger in terms of weight, but I can see your thoughts morphing the direction of negative over positive. But in terms of the... The puppies, the Minnesota Timberwolves, we got three guys in this year's well, four, but one the last one, Spignoli, is gonna be a draft and stash out of Italy. And but for the three that we got, first first pick at twenty-two, we get uh Walker Kessler, the Edina Rudy Gobert, and when I mean, this guy led the NCAA in blocks, the dude is huge. He's seven one without shoes. I think he's going to slot into our backup center position. I think he has potential to play alongside Carl Anthony Towns. I mean, he played alongside Jabari Smith, who can stretch the floor. And I think Carl is a uber times better version of Jabari in terms of outside scoring. And this guy can play drop, which we wish we could have played in the playoffs more. I think he could eventually stretch the floor and shoot threes, although he only shot 20% from deep in college. He was a three-point shooter in high school, and he just did different things in college. I think he has a potential to be our backup big, and I like the pick. Our second guy we got was Wendell Moore out of Duke, and I don't think the Wolves have drafted a Duke player since since the 90s. I'm forgetting his name. Who's the guy on the USA team? Dream team? Leitner? Leitner, yeah. Yeah. Last guy we picked out of Duke was Leitner, but since then, Duke products have become some of the most coveted players in the draft. This guy's. They, they usually work out, honestly. Um, he says, like, as in the coach, I mean, like the last few years, these Duke products, especially the wings and 3 and D guys, have usually worked out for the most part. Yeah, this, this dude, Moore, shot 45% from the corner and. He's used to playing with like everyone else on his starting lineup that he played with got drafted. And 
He's used to like he played with the number one pick. He's used to playing with guys that have the ball in their hands. So he's going to be someone that's going to be more of a passer and defender, shoot threes. Um, I think he'd be he'll be a great addition off the bench. I don't see him starting on this team, uh, but I think he'll be a good guy off the pine for us. And finally, we got uh, what's his name? He's let's see, I'll I'll find it. So that was our our other second round draft pick. We got Josh Minot. And he played for Memphis under uh, under Penny Hardaway. And this guy has so far no offensive talent other than just being able to be a cutter and dunk the ball. The dude is extremely bouncy. He kind of has shades of Jaden McDaniels and Jared Vanderbilt in terms of his uh, intangibles. He's a good rebounder for his size. He's tall. Uh, he's long. He is light in weight, but I think he has potential to – I mean, I think at, at Memphis they call the mini Giannis, which I'm okay with drafting at 45 or at 40 – yeah, 45. That's cool with me. I think he has – I mean, hey, he'll probably play in Iowa. I don't think – he might be a two-way guy, but I don't think he's going to play any minutes on our – uh, professional roster, but I think he has a lot of potential to become something better than he already is. Yeah, any I don't know any thoughts? More thoughts about the draft? That was pretty interesting. I mean, just kind of looking at these other teams. Obviously, the I mean, the Rockets end up with the potential number one pick. I mean, I could, I probably was would have been bummed if I was Houston to be honest. I mean, I honestly don't. I don't love Jabari. Like, just after listening to people talk about him after the draft, um, just, like, things that they're saying about him and he's more of, like, a complimentary player. He's not someone that's going to be, like, you give him the ball and he's going to go score in isolation. Yeah. See, I feel like Paolo would have been perfect for <laughs> perfect for Houston. Let's be real. Houston probably desperately needed some defense. I mean, they got, they got a number one pick-esque player. I mean, I'm sure they're not horribly mad. Yeah. Kings draft Keegan Murray. I'm okay with it. Yeah. I'm okay with Keegan Murray. I think he fits. He'll fit. He'll they play. They chose. To, they chose fit. They chose fit. Um, but God, they're gonna look stupid in five years. They're gonna look stupid in five years. But I think you know. I don't think. I think they're gonna look <coughs> stupid because of how good <coughs> Ivy is. But I don't think that Keegan Murray is gonna be a bad NBA player. I don't think he's gonna be a bust. No. I think he's gonna be like a Harrison Barnes kind of guy. You know, oh, like God, like. Harrison Barnes is a good scorer. He won a ring. He was a complimentary player on a championship team. He's a high IQ guy. I kind of like Keegan Murray at that spot, yeah. but he's I the- liked uh, I liked the Pacers drafted Benedict Matherin out of Arizona. I thought he's gonna be he's gonna be really nice nice piece next to Halberton. Great shooter. Yeah, I mean, kind of like Johnny Davis. I liked him a lot. He's like a really he's a really good uh, two way guard out of Wisconsin. That was kind of like a that was a consensus pick for the Wizards. There, he's a good. He had a great last last year. Wisconsin showed up big offensively in those last uh, in like some of those big games for them. He did one one so. question mark I do have is Memphis. Memphis drafted Jake Laravia and David Roddy, um, and they also got another guy. I forget who it was. Um, Kolyovic going to the Heat. That's that's an that's 
It was a very interesting move from Miami. I did not expect that one. I love you. I'm, I'm banking on Jovic, but. I mean, it's a great system to be drafted, but back to Memphis. I just think this is a weird draft for Memphis. They got rid of. Uh, I was just talking about what is his name? Melton. They got rid of Melton, who was a key contributor to their team. And they drafted two guys that, I mean, they've they've proved that they're a good drafting team. I just think they, these are kind of weird picks. I don't know how they translate to the NBA. Um, I I definitely have some question marks with Memphis. They'll probably end up proving me wrong because they're a good drafting team. Um, also, I think I think Houston Houston's pick with Tari Eason was interesting, considering Jabari's going to play the four and Tari's a four. Yeah, I don't know. That was confusing, but they did get Ty Ty Washington at the back end of the first round, which. I he's, think he's interesting. He, I mean, he fell super hard in this draft. Um, he was supposed to be a lottery pick kind of like in the middle of the year, start of the year. But, yeah, he fell pretty hard. But. He, he fell hard. One guy I do like, who did the war, war – I mean, the Warriors took this Patrick Baldwin Jr. out of Milwaukee. He didn't have a great college uh, career. He was going to be supposed to be like a top five pick. Yeah, so he didn't pan out in terms of projected draft yeah, spot. Yeah, he just didn't play well. At UW Milwaukee, where you think he probably should have dominated. He should have dominated, yeah. So that's interesting. He was hurt but, too. He probably going to go play with his dad. But the Warriors, you know, if there's any team, like someone asked me the other day if I could be drafted personally, if I could be drafted to any team in the league, I said the Warriors. And it's not because, you know, they're winning championships right now, it's because, I mean, you're learning from three Hall of Famers, a Hall of Fame coach and a system that has proved to develop players very well. Uh, I did like the, out of the, for the Bucks, Marjan Bo, Bochamp. Wearing number zero because he had no chance. I just like, I don't know, he just looks like a badass dude. Yeah, almost gave up basketball. So, yeah, he is a really, really cool story. Great story. I think he, he'll obviously come off the bench. I'd be shocked if he starts, but... No, he'll no, he'll be on the later half of the bench. I just think he's interesting. I mean, if he's he just like he looks just like some dude that would be on the 04 Pistons and he just like he just looks badass. And I'm glad the Bucks got him. I think that's kind of a I love the Midwest, but bring him bring him to the Midwest. Um any other like, picks that I like Christian Braun for the Nuggets, like a really good slasher, rim finisher, good defends well. Makes, I mean, he was a big part of the championship team. I like that. Nice. Um, but yeah, I mean, kind of. Yeah, there's not. Lakers get a pick in the draft. Yep, Lakers. I get... thought their pick was kind of questionable, but I'm shocked they didn't take Hardy. No, I'm not that shocked. Um, one dude that. Well, I think it is cool that uh, the Cavs drafted Evan Mobley's brother, Isaiah. Um, yep, that was interesting. They're now a part of – so now it's the Bucks, um, the Cavs. And what's the other – what's the third team that has brothers on the same team? Oh. Because the Bucks have the Antetokounmpo brothers. The Cavs have – now the Mobley brothers. And there's one other team that has two brothers on it. I can't think. There's some team though. Was it? It used to be like the Pacers for a while. Was the Hornets at one point? 
yeah, we're all about the NBA being a family affair. So, um, but yeah, overall, I think it was a fun draft. I think it was a tad disappointing in terms of trade value. Um, there were more than three lottery first round picks, so I was wrong. Um, but just going into the draft, there was rumors that it was, there were going to be a bunch of big trades happening, and that really didn't happen, uh, which was disappointing. But overall, I think a bunch of teams got their guys. It was great to see these players' life change for the better. And I'm really excited for Summer League to show up, um, which is July 7th through 17th. Um, after Summer League, we'll give you a podcast basically talking about some of these players' performances. Um, but in terms of our next podcast, we're going to get some content out to you in terms of free agency. Oh, and, and we got the tea. The tea kettle is bubbling. It's bubbling. So we're gonna kind of let some things play out, and then we're gonna we're gonna get back and talk about it. Absolutely. Well, thank you for listening to another rendition of the Chain Hoop Heroes podcast. This is Jack with my co-host Trig, and uh, yeah, yeah. We'll, uh, we'll be back in. Uh, we'll be back after July first, after uh, you know the dominoes fall. But then after that. I guess we just wait. We just wait. And then we improve. And we improve internally. Yep. <laughs> but all right, guys. Uh, we'll see you. We'll see you next week. All right. Goodbye.